I wanted to change the dailies because we had daily daily meetings every day, and I didn't want that. I want to have like okay, let's the dailies let's be written like hard uh, uh, check-ins, uh, written check-ins on on Slack, and a few people a few people on the team who didn't like that. <laughs> I tried to explain um, that. If always my point of view is okay, let's let's do an experiment if that didn't work for the whole team we can go back so that was my first like assessment of experimentation with the team right the, the team was maybe at some point some op opposed to change a few things but uh, when i put the, the side of let's do experimentation they started to embrace more the the, the, the to adapt to change or try new things <music> Welcome to Shapers and Builders, the show about better ways to deliver great software products. Today I'm speaking with Juan Vicharejo, CTO and co-founder of Nulinga, an online language learning platform. Before founding Nulinga, Juan founded Sinerutina, a subscription service for fitness classes, which was acquired by GymPass in 2018. This conversation is part of a series about companies that use ShapeUp, a delivery framework originally created at Basecamp. If you've never heard of ShapeUp, check the show notes for a link to the video Shaping in a Nutshell by Ryan Singer, former head of strategy at Basecamp and author of the book ShapeUp, Stop Running in Circles and Ship Work That Matters. In our conversation, Juan and I dive deep into how he's introduced ShapeUp via a sequence of small steps and small wins, how to protect the team's focus, how to help people move from the builder to the shaper side, and the role of what Juan calls full-stack designers at Nulinga. Juan has been a co-host of two meetups for the ShapeUp Practitioners Meetup with me recently, and he has generally been an incredibly active and helpful member of the ShapeUp community. I'm very excited for you to hear what Juan had to say. All right, Juan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Before we get into ShapeUp and all of that, um, I wanted to ask you to, if you can please describe just briefly kind of the arc of your career and how you got uh, where you are now. Okay, perfect. Uh, I will try to be brief, but uh, so maybe it's a little bit long story, but I started, uh, I studied uh, software engineering. Um, I changed my career in the middle because I started studying uh, um, electronic engineering, but I liked software better. And when I started to programming in, in Ruby or try some uh, high-level languages, I kind of fall in love with them. Uh, and the electronic engineering aspect was more like um, too low level. <laughs> and that's why I kind of uh, started growing my career in software engineering. My background is mostly a developer. And then started working for different uh, companies, for mostly software factories that they uh, on the side of consulting. Um, having have like now it's like fourteen years of experience in the in the industry. Um, I worked as a freelancer also, mainly working as a remote worker for different uh, as a 
freelancer consulting. And but then I started uh, my own business with some partners. Uh, we called it uh, Sinrutina. We well, we built our own startup. Uh, it was mostly a marketplace for uh, um, fitness access as a subscription based, um, maybe uh, similar to what is uh, now GymPass or uh, ClassPass. Um, we ended uh, selling that company. We we had an acquisition by Gympas. It was very good for us. We started working <clears throat> with them. We stayed for them with them for two years, and that was on two thousand eighteen. Uh, the the acquisition, and then in twenty twenties, uh, just before the, the the pandemic at the end of uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, I started another uh, startup, another company for for us. It's called Nulinga, uh, where well we started growing a lot. Uh, we also it's like a language learning solution for B two B for B two B market. Uh, we offer language learning solutions and access uh, to language learning teachers with English, Portuguese, and Spanish. Uh, for the employees of a, of a company so they can have uh, private tutors and where well, we are building all the software all the operations all the distribution and commercial side uh, we are kind of 50 -ish employees now how do those 50 split across uh, kind of the engineering side the product org and other functions the areas is uh, commercial side I, I, I'm, I will say that half and half, half is on the supply side and half on the demand side from the, the, the distribution, the commercial side, uh, selling and, and executive account and client success. But on the, what I call the demand side, the, sorry, the supply side or the production side is called, uh, we have operations and on the product team, uh, the product area, we have like, um, we are 10 people right now. Uh, let me, I will check it, but it's, uh, 10. We are like, um, as I always say, what we cannot build right now, we kind of supply that with, uh, human power, right? <laughs> with, with people executing things on there, on the, on the system, uh, manually executing some stuff. Uh, we call that operation, but uh, of course, we want to, the whole development team want to build things and automate uh, stuff. So the operation team doesn't scale in the same way of the, the, the whole operation, right? The whole business as a scale, scalable company. One thing I kind of want to make sure is that when people hear your story, that they can kind of in their head compare to themselves how similar is where you are with Nulinga to to where they are in their company. And so what you've said is you, you are about 50 in, in total, uh, then 10 on the kind of product side. And, um, and the company was founded in 2019. Would you still call yourself kind of early stage startup or how would you how would you kind of describe the life cycle of the company right now it's an early startup in terms of the 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 business size we have um, 
one one million ARR mostly near uh, right at that. Uh, so in kind of that we are we are an early startup, but uh, our goals this this year, as same as other startups, is to aim for profitability, and um, we are going for um, a break even in a few months. So that's okay. We are we want to be. Uh, owner of our own domain <laughs> and in terms of our of our own future in that way so we can that's we don't need external funding in order to keep the operations right and keep on growing of course uh, growing will be a little slower but uh, the the objectives are 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 those and uh, we kind of want to keep pursuing this business because we think there's a good opportunity Nice. Sounds good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> you mentioned ShapeUp, so why don't we kind of get into that? Um, Perfect. And to kick things off there, I wanted to ask you, how did you get into ShapeUp and mm -hmm. what were your first encounters with it? What was your initial reaction maybe? Well, I was a big follower of Basecamp um, from the early Signal Binoise, Signal Binoise uh, blog. And I was uh, reading a lot about, um, well, I'm a Ruby on Rails user from Rails 3, right? Uh, so I'm very fan of Rails and also Ruby. Um, so the thing is that um, when I saw, I also, very fond of uh, some of their philosophies. I try to to hire managers of one um, and try to to have small teams, uh, very streamlined. Me as an, entre an entrepreneur and, and 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 builder, I was uh, I had a very good uh, n I don't know knowledge or tacit knowledge from what I need to do from a raw idea to ship it right. But when I were when we were writing epics for Scrum and planning, the thing is that when I delegated, I wanted to delegate those in, into the development team because as a very early startup, I wanted to keep on uh, building things. Right, I have more the more productivity was on my side because I could I have the business, I have some ideas from design in terms of um, interactive design or flow design. And also I have technical knowledge for implementing it. So I wanted to keep doing because if I become full managed, I, my, the productivity of the whole team will be, uh, will, will go down. And it wasn't working like that because when I delegated some epics on some raw ideas for the development team of, for each of the developers, they were just constantly asking me things, right? Because the, the idea wasn't shaped. The idea even wasn't framed, at least. It was, okay, we want to do this. Okay, that's the the, use, the, the user story, right? Or the epic story. And the developers should write the... the I, I was expecting on that side to developers to write user stories or at least help them write the user stories in terms of their... Um, but it it wasn't enough, right? Because they would keep constantly asking me, okay, okay, I did this, I did this. And now, what's the decision about this? What's the decision about that? Um, maybe because our 
hiring uh, our hiring budget wasn't high enough i had i was uh, they were very oriented product engineering but they still went were some uh, they didn't have too much experience on some sides so they were asking me also some technical aspects I didn't matter about the technical aspects uh, because I can help them and, and, and we do some, we try to work with pull requests and review stuff and have a common knowledge. But there was some struggle in terms of um, that I didn't have enough time to dedicate. I will become in full manager and it wasn't working as expected in terms of, um, in terms of it was being demanded all the time. I didn't like that. And that was uh, pre-2019? Second quarter of 2020. By that time, I'm sure you must have heard already of, of, of ShapeUp or the early kind of ideas floating around, right? Mm -hmm. uh, ver in various blog articles. Exactly. Um, so, so what did you do? I wanted to change the dailies because we had daily, daily meetings every day. And I didn't want that. I want to have like, okay, let's the dailies, let's be written like hard uh, uh, check-ins, uh, written check-ins on, on Slack, but let's stop doing some daily meetings uh, synchronous. Um, on that, I put that on the retrospective. For me, this wasn't working. And a few, pe a few people on the team who didn't like that, <laughs> didn't like that proposal for, from my side. I tried to explain um, that, if, okay, my my always my point of view is okay. Let's let's do an experiment for the these two sprints. If someone if that didn't work for the whole team, we can go back. Nothing is written on stone. Um, so that was my first like assessment of experimentation with the team. Right, the, the team was maybe at some point some to change a few things but uh, when I put the, the side of let's do experimentation they started to embrace more the, 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 the to adapt to change or try new things um, because the, 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 these people were coming from also from other companies that do very by the book scrum right and when I wanted to introduce shape up I also um, try the same and we have like two develop uh, three developers and two designers at that at that time so what i the scrum was uh, the sprint was uh, two weeks per sprint and what i did was to propose to propose a three weeks per sprint right let's do three weeks per sprint on that side Let's try it. And once I, ha once I have that uh, set and the people were comfortable, okay, we have three, three, three weeks per sprint. What I did was to try one developer and one, one de on, on the next cycle, one developer and one designer to work as a sh shape up to a method, uh, like a proof of concept, separate, like uh, uh, an experiment. And um for of course shape up says okay we can do an appetite the <clears throat> we can do cycle of six weeks but i didn't care about that i think okay i i took the the appetite or the 
this this week cycle the number of weeks per cycle can be changed because it's not written on stone it depends on the the projects that you have so i understood that i under I understood that the the that was on myself and how to how much do i want to bet on the projects and i say we can do some projects like three weeks so we can i don't have to change that too also for the whole team uh, so that's why I started to sh shape uh, a project. I try some three, I, I say, okay, let's do three weeks plus one, right? It's one month on that side. And well, that went well. The, the project the, the, the project went, went smoothly and the, the, team, the, the team was very happy to deliver something. I was very comfortable. Because what changed in that project, um, what I think that project proved is that, okay, during the week during the cycle, this proof of concept cycle, I help the team. I still help the team and 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 be with them with some uh, help them with some requirements, but I was helping them mostly on some technical aspect on how to solve some things in the technical way because I was CTO too. But I didn't, but, but that, those, uh, those problems that they have wasn't blocking problems that they could continue or, 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 or doing some work. They were just helping them in terms of quality of the output, quality of the software. But I didn't have to be on the, on mostly every day or maybe on demand about, uh, decisions about the business of decisions about the flow decisions about the interaction decisions about the what the user is expecting in some parts because it was written and it was clarified on the pitch and now it's called package but now it's on the pitch um and and that's what i it made me a click okay i i can help them from the technical side i i like to be on them i can also in most here it's more asynchronous because we do some pull requests and i can write them there but i don't need to mm, to kind of uh how do you say it? go into the into the rabbit hole every time on during the cycle right that was what myself and the team really liked about shape so just so i make sure i get uh, get it right what you mentioned was um kind of this move from two week sprints up to three week sprints. And in that trend, and then you kind of also split the team where you kind of created these cycle teams, these kind of shape up mm -hmm. teams of uh, one developer and one designer. And in that process, were you also removing yourself as an active contributor um, in that in this, when you were still working with Scrum, I assume you were kind of actively working on tickets yourself, and that changed in the process as well. I didn't have to tell them what should we do, right? The, because the what should we do was already was defined on the pitch. Before during Scrum, I was I was the the answer to the question what should we do had to be answered mostly. I would say every day, but two or three times per week, I, that answer, what should we do now? What should we do now was being answered every time and constantly on demand. And 
and that's that's uh, that's very very difficult if you want to think about also the other projects or other other problems that appear on the on the on the business side on the software side um, and plan what should we do next right okay now we are working with this but what are we going to work next and i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't think about that because i was on always on demand about what should we do now <laughs> how did you justify to the team um, that you wanted to kind of move to three week sprints and pull yourself out of kind of daily or weekly questions about what what do we do did you mention shape up as a as a thing to the team at that moment yeah yeah i i, I mentioned shape up to the to the team some i'm i i think i like to experiment with new things to train new things in terms of um the process right and then okay we are working with this process, uh, what can we improve? And the retrospective also helped that to acknowledge and know about the team, how the process was working. And I think uh, on, on that side, I think the, the, the retrospectives helped me in order to introduce to the team yeah. their Scrum retrospectives, because that was the, as, a, as I said, and I introduced that, it was a safe space for us to talk what was not working. And having this experimentation view or mindset put the, uh, set on the team before, because I changed the dailies, I proposed changing the dailies, and the and the team uh, the team knew. Okay, oh, this experimentation went good. Okay, I think those that side uh, maybe I. With that perspective, I gather more trust as a leader for the team, because leaders we need to be uh, we need to be trusted as a team and and propose and bring safety in those in those terms. Hey, because so I I sense that the team was having some struggles. Sir, okay, this is going to change, and what if it doesn't work? Will be we will continue doing that, because I think some companies maybe just impose some things and if they don't the team is isn't comfortable with that they keep keeping doing that right uh but i i i clarify with the team hey with well for with changing the dailies if it doesn't work we go back uh if or, or if it doesn't work let's know what did it what didn't work and let's fix that i'm always fond of this uh kind of uh, feedback, feedback loop from the process and reiter uh, iteration, uh, not only with the product but the whole company and the whole processes, and that was one main point that I gained trust with the team. And when I proposed shape up, and they say, okay, let's try it. So you kind of you you built up to it. Uh, you got the team used to these little changes exactly to, to kind of a, to a bigger maybe <laughs> similar to the. Um, to the um, myth or the, the the story of the toad in a in a in a stove that is being boiled, right? You kind of yeah. <laughs> turn the heat a little bit um, uh, uh, slow, so it doesn't <laughs> feel that the change was um, <laughs> from one moment to another quick quickly. 
just not with the outcome of uh, kind of an untimely no death. of no. course of course this this outcome is trying to <laughs> this outcome is trying to be better for the whole team and the process and the business so before when we spoke um you also mentioned to me that you went to the i think it was called the shape and chip workshop or I, I don't remember, uh, but it was in 2020 in Chicago, right? At the Basecamp offices? No, I, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't there. I, I, all, I, oh. I read all the, I read all the stuff that uh, Ryan wrote. I, I saw all the videos, including the one from Christopher Alexander and introduced me to Christopher Alexander that I really liked pattern languages and, and a timeless way of building. Uh, I kind of focus, focus just every day. I try to so maybe I, I saw the videos multiple times. The the how we work videos uh, that were like different steps. I saw it multiple times and trying to understand the principles before that, because previously I knew also the the whole process. I knew I like to read a lot, right? And I knew the processes uh, of, soft, of software building from Scrum to Kanban, these more agile attitudes. I needed, I knew them from practice, from, I knew them from uh, experience working in this zone for factories or consultancies. But bef just when I was Uh, on Sinrutina, at the end of Sinrutina, and also starting Newlinga, and we wanted to hire more people. I, 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 I wanted to get into the deep, right, about this whole new software building stuff. And I started to read in a lot of books like um, Kanban in Action or, or um, uh, other books that are from for Scrum, uh, Agile Coaching, and, and get into the deal about that. So when I started learning about ShapeUp and the videos on how we work from Ryan and, and Basecamp, uh, I got into, I was mapping the principles, right? I, I was, okay, some principles are from, come from the Toyota production system and Lean Way and, and it's building, introduce some principles, new principles, but some of the stuff is still there from the per agile perspective uh, way that I think. And what I, uh, the, the course that I made with Ryan was the hands-off course. That was really also very insightful for, for us in order for the transition between, okay, we have the pitch and then I, I, the, I give it to the, squad we call squad the, the the team that will be implemented the delivery team okay how do they start how do we negotiate some things that uh, didn't appear didn't uh, were uh, previously solved on the on the shaping sessions on the shape up uh, so that uh, hands-off um, workshop was very was very interesting for me okay i wasn't aware of that It was a virtual workshop that Ryan made. 
Um, I want to kind of I want to switch gears a bit and get into some uh, deep dives. Um, but before before we do that, I want to just quickly fast forward to kind of to the setup you have now. So uh, if you could just run quickly through kind of the the cycle length you have now, how you do cooldowns or, or ramp ups, um, the team setup in the cycle teams, and and just kind of yeah the 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 basic pillars of your implementation now. I have two squads working uh, on proactive projects. That is this strategic projects, and I have one we call it the pivot or pivot or the um that is working on reactive things and mainly on uh, reactive things uh, more small task uh, bug bug fixing uh, maybe some maybe improvements uh, refactors that we we can do some spikings etc it's that is kind of we have this for each each cycle now we are doing six week cycles uh, because what we changed from three to at that time we changed from three to three plus one uh, uh, three cycle work and plus one cooldown then we changed to four plus two but then at some time uh, the projects were becoming more complex because as already we have a lot of things built and in order of course uh, if you change one thing, okay, we, it affects the business rule on another part and the projects are becoming larger and larger. And they say, okay, in order to achieve good quality and, and what I sense was that the team with four weeks plus two was kind of, they were shipping on the cooldown, right? And I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to ship and streamline uh, by the fifth week I want them from them to be shipped and the six week is kind of okay let's fix some bugs that appear that we didn't kind of map and the the cooldown are moments for us to okay do a retrospective we kind of keep that the, to the retrospective of the team we are like 10 people it's kind of a small team um to be able to manage a, re a retrospective meeting and also we do some um, um, refactors, uh, maybe some improvements that uh, were left from other projects before. Uh, and also um, we use this kind of hands-off exercise by the end of the cooldown and start of the next next cycle. Um, I am the one who do do all the shaping now after uh, but on this side current cycle i'm working with another this with another designer one of the designers of the team but i wanted for him to to be able to learn and to be able to 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 shape and think uh, some things and also um i i will say that me as having different multiple hats uh, sometimes I like to to be on the call, right? And maybe sometimes I, I, when I have to shape some things, I procrastinate them. <laughs> and and on that way, I really like the shaping sessions with other person 
because we are kind of focused on the problem I'm trying to solve and thinking about them, thinking about that and the business rules in the same or similar way as you do with the pair programming session, right? I see that that way, okay, a pair programming for me was very comfortable and I liked working on that because two people are working, two developers are working in a, a problem that is kind of maybe hard sometimes or um, and if and you are hyper focused on the problem and you know that it's a problem that if you have to do it alone you will procrastinate it <laughs> because it's kind of okay this is a boring problem or I don't want to do that I'm trying with that and if you do with another person um, you kind of uh, feel I I, I for myself, I, I my, my sentiments are kind of I feel happy when I work. I'm working on boring stuff with someone else. <laughs> it's kind of more yeah, easy. Yeah, for sure. So in kind of on that way, I know, I'm not saying that shaping shape, shaping session or shaping some stuff is boring, but I tend to procrastinate them or pay attention to other stuff that is going on, right? And so when I okay, let's do yeah. this meeting session, and when I commit with another person, I it tends to go better. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and to let you know about the Shapers and Builders job board. On shapers.builders, yes, that's the domain, you'll find jobs in software development, design, product management, and other roles at companies that work with ShapeUp. Many of these roles are remote, and teams who use ShapeUp generally run at a more sustainable, healthy, and meaningful pace than the hamster wheel of two-week sprints. So if you're looking for a job in tech or trying to find great people, head over to the Shapers and Builders job board at shapers.builders. Now let's turn back to the conversation. So you mentioned how you um, how you've been working now with a designer to kind of train them as a shaper. So you wouldn't be the um, only shaper anymore, and that is actually a perfect segue into one of the deep dives that I wanted to do with you. Um, to take just one step back, um, the the way I kind of set this up is because you've been such an active member of the uh, ShapeUp forum. I actually went in and picked four of your comments, uh, which I wanted to kind of grill you a bit on. Okay. And now the order is getting a bit out of line, but one of them actually is, um, and let's just pick that one, how to help people move from the builder side over to the shaper side. And you actually, in this post that you wrote on that topic, you said, we are experiencing this one person, a developer of the team started to think more about the product and wanted to start shaping. My approach was to ask them to write three major problems or ideas he wanted to pitch. After that, I told him what I suspected would provide more value to the user and he started to write a pitch. Um, so it seems like that that is a different story, but maybe you can just kind of expand a mm, bit on of how you think about helping people into the shaper role what i sense on that then that's uh, i gave them to think about the three problems i wanted to try and 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 write some pitch right and then 
what I did was to um, review with them or, or maybe do a framing a, a shaping session with them uh, or answer with some questions. Doing that side, I will change that um, that um, how you say that that comment. Uh, I will do it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I will give them the problem and they will shape the things uh, in order for them to solve. Because the first the first step is to end, um, now after doing the after I did the, the course on on shaping in real life with Ryan um, and the in the post he wrote about uh, okay framing and shaping I think the the value change the value the the sorry the value chain of the whole software delivery uh, process I kind of have it mapped in the in the whole in in the, my whole mind and Ryan did perfectly that it's kind of from raw idea you have you pass to f framing the idea and the output of a framing is uh, just a frame idea with the constraint of a bed uh, of the appetite and and on that side okay now we have a framed problem right we have the outcome and the context and then after that we have the shaping uh, the shaping process the shaping step the shaping phase and that we have we produce a, a, a solution that can go with all the context and the problem and the uh, appetite you have and also sorry the the, the the frame the output is also okay who is going for us for example is who is going to attack this problem because also the shaping changes if some ex uh, some experienced developer uh, has more experience with the domain is not the, the shaping won't be the same as if a more junior or less experimented uh, person of the domain has to work on that so um on that side then the shaping then the hands off then the delivery and then uh, some the cool down again and cool, some q a but the thing is that taking a, a person that is on the delivery team and then putting to work on some uh, on to think about some problems uh, i think will be a very a very long jump for the, them to to do mm -hmm. it well because it will jump and skip the shaping it will go skip and to the sh framing and the problem right on the on this on this on the side mm, they will just from raw idea go to to shaping but uh, okay they won't think about okay why are we doing this or is it this important so in, in those on that perspective uh, what I will do is, okay, we have these frame problems, okay, try to shape it, and then we review it. Also, what I'm doing with now with, with this designer is, okay, we have this problem, I frame the problem, and I don't do this kind of shaping, and then we review, we kind of uh, meet into the framing, in the shaping session, sorry, and uh, what we do there is, I try for him to provide the answers or think about them. Maybe sometimes I know what we can do in 
terms of technical aspect side on on terms of business what i try to do is come is um, letting him think before and, and not giving them solution try to uh, asking them questions or okay and what do you think with that and uh, when do you uh, and what what problem does it have right just guide them in a socratic way or kind of that um one thing that is kind of connected to what we talked about was i found a post of yours where you were talking about the role of designers within shape up and that is a question that i see come up um quite frequently and you call you you were talking about something um that you called a full stack designer and you compared it kind of to a, to a full stack engineer understanding um can you maybe explain how what you call a designer on your team kind of what um what parts of the uh, kind of the process of product development that entails uh, where does a designer start where does it stop um how is the role how are the responsibilities of that role and how does it maybe also map to shaping versus building i i'm very i'm very fond of uh, designers in in the way basecamp uh, has their designers in terms of uh, they can write html and they can write css um because um they can I worked before in some software consultancies on some freelancing that they gave me the, the Figma file or something like that. And it was very high fidelity. And if they, if they didn't know HTML or say CSS or some kind of how the uh, web development kind of works for the browser is kind of, yeah, we, we cannot do that. Right. <laughs> And that was a struggling moment for me as a developer. And also I see that with developers that when a designer that doesn't know the medium, um, or doesn't know how to implement the medium in, in some ways, they, are, they don't have to be experts on that, but they should be able to kind of write that and learn and uh, be able to map an idea. Is it just about knowing the medium or is it also about being able to implement the work uh, in what I've seen other teams then call rather a front-end engineer, for example? My designers in, 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 the, in our development team, um, in our product team, don't know uh, JavaScript. So in that way, uh, in that way, they can have an HTML and then they have um, and they can write CSS very well, but they don't they don't are a full front end engineering. Um, I wanted to keep a, 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 a team as small as possible because maybe our budget or maybe our goals or, or things like that. So in those ways, I want to be able to uh, as because I that's why one one of the main things about rails is ruby on rails is that it's very um, easy to ship something right because it's everything stuck on the is it has everything every tool that you need for the stack to um, solve a, a software problem and in in that way i always like to work with full stack um, full stack developers because 
I don't need a team of two um, with development skills for two, pe two people with this similar development skills working on the same project because the nodes of communication grow exponentially, right? If, if two people on the squad are much better than three people. Also, I, 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 I struggle with that. At first we had two developers and one designer and what happened on that side is the, the develop, the developers were working very concurrently between them and the, the designer was kind of maybe out of some decisions because the developers um, move faster in terms of technical stuff. Now, what I, what I saw with that is that, okay, I take out one developer and put the developer and designer together and they have to be able to talk with each other and decide. So now the, the, the designer is learning more some technical stuff and the, the developer is learning more design stuff. Uh, we are, because uh, I, what I think is that the, um, we tend to stick with what is comfortable for us and for a developer it's more comfortable to talk with another developer than uh, talking with designer with different skills and different mindset. So can you just explain briefly what you, what a full stack designer yeah, is for you? Totally. For me, a full stack designer is someone who can <clears throat> think about uh, interactions flow uh, to think, to be able to think uh, about the, the flow of, uh, of a use case of a, of, uh, of a solution um with uh, maybe do some breadboarding uh or and think about the the, the different uh, screens or steps and the affordances that it should have for the the user to solve uh, to make progress and also to be able to work in a delivery team and in an artistic way for for him or her um, to deliver a good quality in terms of aesthetics for the for the project um, and also to be able to interview at least a, a user and be able to know what are the struggle is uh, to know what questions can be asked in order for the the user to know uh, for the, 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 the team to the pro team to know what what should we do or what is this person struggling with uh, so that of course the when you kind of have more general uh, skills or kind of try to map different things uh, it's very difficult to be a specialist in some aspects right but I think in the current stage of our product or current stage of the business the that level of specialization will fill the the rest of the 90 to the 100 percent right it wouldn't be too from the the really 80 percent of the stuff we are building can be solved with this kind of um 
these different full stack skills and in a very cost effective way. In that sense, though, if I'm understanding you right, a designer is spanning the world of a, being a shaper, which, you know, would be their skills about understanding problems, um, speaking with users and kind of ideating through solutions on the shaping side. And then also, because you mentioned this in the beginning, part of a, a build builder team, kind of a, a cycle team. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's for me, a full, a full stack designer to be able to map this kind of three three hats or uh, three uh, circles of skills and and be able to to think about the solution and try to think at least from the flow to the UI artistic way. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was how to protect the cycle teams from outside distraction. Mm -hmm. Our business is kind of, we try to provide a full learning solution so we kind of uh, connect with the meetings, arrange scheduling, kind of uh, have the whole editor and content for the for the. We have a learning a learning team that generates the content for giving for giving them for the teachers to give the, the classes. Uh, we have some administrations uh, a part of the platform. We have um, the clients as we give B two B. We are a B two B company. Um, we give the our clients the companies we give them like a, a portal for them to track the how the, the 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 usage is and some metrics so we have a lot of go a lot of go things going on on our platform right and if you have a lot of things going on that of course um, uh, it doesn't matter if your quality of software is good you will have more bugs because a lot of more is going on uh, and and those and uh, on those side, I I think okay, we still have to have some slack to provide time for uh, be able to solve or track some of the problems that are occurring on our platform because the our domain uh, domain context is huge. Uh, so in that way, that's why I I decided to just split the the. In two tracks side and have okay we have strategic problems that we are attacking proactively and plan and we have reactive problems that are attacked by a, a pivot uh, developer that is working on that and it's if he it's he, if he or she has some slack it's okay we they can work on a refactor they can work on some improvements uh, they can do some spiking for the next cycle. Uh, I don't, I don't care if they are having some slack. And this, the main important problem is that this pivot person should be, should change for, for, uh, should change for each cycle because maybe it's a boring task to be continually being done, right? To if someone is uh, committed for the whole year to do some tasks that it will be boring for him or her. So it will be good to rotate, to have this rotation on the pivot. Uh, now in this cycle, I'm the pivot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, I guess the team will be glad to see you also step into this uh, quote unquote boring role. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to wrap up with some kind of quick fire questions, some reflective questions to you. Um, and the first one I want to ask you is, 
what advice would you give to other teams trying shape up? And to frame this, um, I would say, think about what would you tell Juan who's living in a parallel universe that's kind of off by three to four years, that's you three years ago, what would you tell yourself? What I think now about shape up is that, um, you don't have to take the, the book is just it was one phase of the shape and methodology. It was just, okay. It was mapping all the knowledge and it was a, um, a starting point, right? Now the, the other teams that are improving are, 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 are trying that are, are finding some things that they didn't map out. That's why I really like this, uh, the, the latest course by Ryan, because it's kind of the whole value changes is mapped. And you don't have to, and also important aspect that he did, he changed the term of the rabbit hole into an analogy that he called them a time bomb. That the rabbit holes are time bombs that if you don't, that you have to diffuse. If you don't diffuse those time bombs uh, previously or before the, the delivery cycle, those bombs will explode or do you will have to uh, have an anti-bomb team or maybe an anti-bomb squad that gather at that point to take a decision. And then one of the aspects of Shape Up that I I learned through through the time that it mainly Shape Up and sh changing the shaping previously or taking decisions up front that later, that's the main difference from Scrum, is that some this some decisions can be should be taken up front because it will demand a lot of people to gather for diffusing these bombs later because some decisions should be answered with some business perspective some design perspective and those persons or these those people maybe aren't available at that time and that will cause a struggle for the delivery team and that's that's why I try to think, okay, shaping is about taking the important decision upfront for the delivery team to work autonomously. It's not to be, you can gather those principles with the book, like the, um, the, the constraints are, um, and the rabbit holes. Now I, I like them better to call them in the fuse time bombs. Um, that's one of the main aspects. And, and also when people say that shaping is an agile or like that, that I really, I saw sometimes it's like, yeah, it's the six weeks can be changed. You know, you don't have to work on six weeks. The, those, those, the, the, uh, the, how many weeks do, do you have on the cycle? It depends on the stage of the building process you are the stage of the business you are right now or, or the, the what you are building right now and can be changed you can do some three weeks it depends on the projects how, how much constraint you want to put on the projects the 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 time is a constraint for you to design uh, the solutions and those can be changed um that's why the main the main principle the appetite is it's, it's, it's written on stone that it should be six weeks and the 
decisions taken up front are not for uh, for not to be agile or to be a waterfally thing, but to think about the resource allocation later. Wrapping up now, I want to thank you so much for your time and for sharing your experience, your team's experience. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch and, and hear more on your perspective or exchange ideas with you? Um, well, I'm fully on, on LinkedIn and try to kind of... Uh, my LinkedIn is, is mostly a lot of things about shape up and on on Twitter maybe, but my Twitter is more broad uh, ideas and a lot of Nassim Taleb ideas <laughs> that I'm very fond of uh, his book and his work. But on LinkedIn, mostly I, I will, I'm working, I'm posting a lot of shape up ideas and I, uh, if someone from uh, Spanish speaking uh, Spanish-speaking businesses uh, are trying to do some shape-up or work on shape-up. I want to kind of uh, gather a community of Spanish-speaking shapers. That's great. Then I'll make sure to put your LinkedIn handle, uh, link to your LinkedIn profile into the show notes. And so people definitely should get in touch there. Um, thank you so, so much. It was really great to hear your experience today. Thank you, thank you, David, for the, this invitation, and I hope uh, this um, uh, helps other people. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Juan. I certainly did. If you like this show, it really goes a long way if you leave a favorable review wherever you are listening to this. And to find jobs at companies that work with Shaper, like Nulinga, remember to check out shapers.builders. Yes, that really is the domain. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day.